Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth and his wife, Gloria, are passionate about teaching Christians how to apply the principles of faith found in God's Word. They'll teach you how to overcome life's obstacles and live in victory. They have seven ministry offices around the world and are sharing the gospel in every available voice. You can watch their daily teaching program, Believer's Voice of Victory, weekdays at 8 a.m. Mountain Time on Miracle Channel. And now, Kenneth Copeland will share how every believer, including you, has access to God's anointing. Let's dive into the message. Let's go to the book of Acts. Let's look at the 19th chapter, please. Verse 11. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Now, remember what Jesus said in the 14th chapter of John. Yes, sir. Hold your place there and let's turn back over there to John 14. 10th verse. Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he does the works. He does the works. Now, how did the Holy Spirit, the Father that dwelt within him, how did he do the works? The anointing. Huh? The anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said. <laughs> Oh, I, 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 I can just almost hear your mind just going. Praise the Lord. Yeah. See? Jesus, a Holy Spirit baptized man. Of course, he's God. But he did not minister any time. In his earthly ministry, he, the scripture said he emptied himself of his divine privileges. He never did anything as God. He ministered as a man anointed of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Quote it with me. For he has anointed it is the anointing that destroys the yoke. To anoint means to pour over, 
to rub or to smear. That's that. I mean, that's, it's just a word. But when it, when it is the anointing of God, it's no longer just a word. It is a very holy, powerful word. Amen. Oh. All right, now, he said it is the Father. Now, could we not say this? It is the anointing that is upon me. See, he said my words are not my own. It's the Father that dwelleth within me. He does the works. Amen. See, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is the open door to the supernatural. Now, hey, people that are born again, don't, I mean, don't you come up to and, and, and saying they don't have the Holy Spirit. Yes, they do. Amen. That's a wrong thing. But when Jesus said, oh, I say there's so many things coming up. Uh, maybe I saved some of them for tonight. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But now, Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Um, believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father in me, for else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask or demand in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask or demand anything in my name, I'll do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because they can't see him. Neither know him, but you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you. Now, when is he talking about he will be in you? He will be in you when you get born again. And on the day of Pentecost, he's coming on you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You direct me here, Lord. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lord. Well, yeah, okay. Eighth chapter of John. All right. Let's, let's, let's look at the 28th verse. Then said Jesus unto them, when you've lifted up the son of man, then shall you know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself. Do you see that? I do nothing of myself, but as my father hath taught me, I speak these things. He said, the son can do nothing of himself, but as I hear, I judge or I speak. Let's sum it up like this. I only say 
what I hear my father say. He said, I, I came to do the will of my father, not my own will, but his. I only do what I see my father do. Hallelujah. Now that, and you remember the scripture says, Jesus spoke the words of God. Therefore, God gave him his spirit without measure. Now, most people have, particularly when you're burdened down with a lot of sin consciousness, you, you, get, you, you read into that, well, you see, he never sinned, and that's the reason he had the spirit without measure. That's not what that said. It said because he only spoke the word of God. My words are not my own. It's the Father that dwells within me. He does the word. He only spoke the words of God. So God gave him his spirit without measure. Eleventh chapter of the book of Mark. He went into the temple. Spent all day there. And never said a word. And never did a thing. Went back to Bethany. Stayed all night. Went into the temple on the next day. And the first thing he did was cleaned house. But that's not why he was there. That was not his mission. The place just needed to be cleaned up. What was his mission? And he taught. He taught. Amen. All day. Stayed in the temple and taught all day. He's a preacher and a teacher. He did more teaching than anything else. Amen. Isn't this wonderful? Are you, are you, are you as hungry as I am? You know, I got over being hungry a long time ago. I'm hungry now. <laughs> I just got the hungries <laughs> for the word. Hallelujah. So, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. Brother Copeland, well, and I understand that teaching is the works of God. I understand that laying hands on the sick is the works of God. I understand that. And, and, and so forth and so on. But don't belittle that. Don't put that down. When you think about the works of Jesus, you think about miracles. That's good. That's what you're supposed to be thinking about. And you th of course you think about his teaching, his preaching. But, but the, the miracles got, and then he, then he comes around and says, and greater things than these shall you do. Oh, brother Cole, I, 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 I. He proved it out in his own teaching. He said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Now, and in, in, you remember in the book of Matthew, he said, you'll not only do that which was done to this fig tree, but if you shall say unto this mountain, which is bigger, a mountain or a fig tree? He told us to cast the mountain into the sea. And the fig tree. See, he's indicating the same thing right there. Now, how do we do that then? 
How can we possibly do that? Well, hey, you're going to have to do it the same way he did it. Because of the father that dwells within you, the, 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 the father that has come upon you for service is exactly the same. But how could it ever be greater works? Ephesians chapter 3, if you please. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. If you're enjoying this as much as I'm enjoying teaching it to you, you're, you're having a good time, I can tell you that. You can watch more messages from Kenneth Copeland on Corco Plus, Miracle Channel streaming service. Corco Plus has thousands of ministry programs in the Christian Living section. Every Friday, we take your favorite speakers and curate messages into a topic-based playlist called The Weekly Fix. This week, the topic is You Are Anointed. You'll hear messages from Joel Osteen, Brian Houston, Levi Lisko, and Leon Fontaine, all teaching on God's anointing. Go to corco.com to sign up for your free account in three simple steps. That's C-O-R-C-O dot Corco Plus programming is available to Canadian residents only. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom of the Father the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Did you see that? The name of Jesus has been given unto men. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. You have as much right and authority to use that name as Jesus did when he was on earth. Amen. It belongs to you. You've been named after him. that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might, dunamis, the same word translated, and God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and dunamis, power, by his spirit in the inner man. That the anointing and his, that the anointed one and his anointing may dwell in your heart by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. Now stop right there. If you're not rooted and grounded in love, just forget it. If you're going to hang out to get to, to being unforgiveness, well, then you're already in the devil's trap. Now, your biggest interest right now should be in 1 John chapter 1. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins when we confess them and cleanse us of all unrighteousness and then come back over here. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Rooted and grounded in love 
may be able to comprehend or have working knowledge with all the saints. What is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know, Gnosko, to have intimate relationship with the love of Christ, the love of Jesus and his anointing. The anointing of God is the spirit of the living God who is love. And that love has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Whoa, I'm telling you, I'm getting a run on me here. I'm going to be able to, I'm going to be able to stand in one spot long enough to do this. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you might be filled with the fullness of God who is love. Now here it is. Here's the works and the greater works. Unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. We're going to see some miracles that Jesus didn't do. He was limited. He was limited by the covenant under which he preached and ministered. We are not. We're under a better covenant with better promises. Glory to God. And we can unite. We can unite and come together. Hallelujah. Brother Copeland, you mean there's now. Let me back up a little bit but before you get your gun out. <laughs> Hallelujah. I cannot answer the question of what all he's talking about. Greater works than these shall you do. But I'll tell you right now, we don't have any business diluting that just because we can't see how that has happened. Because we're the end time generation. We're walking in things and walking, walking, walking in a place where no other generation has ever been before. Amen. Unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages. Praise God. Now then, we'll go to the 20th chapter of John, 19th verse, then the same day at evening being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had thus said, he showed him his hands and his side. 
Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had laid his hand, when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. This is not the day of Pentecost. Well, do you think they did or you think they didn't? I mean, he said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Now, let me ask you this. What are the faith requirements to be born again? Romans chapter 10. Believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and confess him with your mouth as Lord. Now, they'd already confessed him as Lord with their mouth. And now they believe for sure he's raised from the dead. When he said that is when they received the new birth. Now, for a long time, I thought, the, I thought the church began on the day of Pentecost, but it didn't. All of those folks were born again before they ever got to that place. What about the, the two on the road to Emmaus? They didn't recognize it. So what did he do? He taught them of himself. From the law and the prophets. Now what they say, didn't our heart burn within us? What do you think that burning was? Now they went from a scared, frightened little group hiding out almost in a closet until people that are full of joy. Hallelujah. That happened before Pentecost. They got born again. 120 plus another 500 to whom he appeared. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, the reason, the, the, the reason I, I believe primarily that the Lord is opening our eyes to, to all this is to get correct concept of who we are, what we are, and what we're all about. Amen. Now, the first thing that's going to happen here are the works that he did. And the one that just, just staring me in the face, it has now for several years. I confess it. I just, <laughs> he healed and made whole the maimed. The maimed. This broke out at Azusa Street in 1906. Yeah, right there in that little, <laughs> that little old house in Los Angeles, 1906. There were, there were people that whole arms grew. That's the main. That's the main. Oh, I'm looking for this. Glory to God. And an outstanding uh, miracles where the maimed are, are concerned. One of my very one of my very good friends, Gary Wood. Gary was killed in a in a car wreck when he was 18 years old, went to heaven, spent some time there. And um, Brother Woods just went home to be with the Lord here uh, last week. I mean, it's just a few days ago. And, uh, oh, glory to God. 
Amen. Well, in, in this wreck, Gary's, of course, uh, a preacher and a singer. And uh, his, his voice box was crushed in that, in that wreck. He went to heaven, died, went to heaven, spent some time there. And I won't go into all of that, but the Lord sent him back. He said, you, you, you've got a job to do. And he came back and finished his course. He never did have any vocal cords. Sing. Preach. Never did have any vocal cords. I remember a young man back when I was a young, young fellow. I, I remember this man lost his eye to a if I remember correctly, to a disease. But anyway, they removed, had to remove his eye. And they, he wore a prosthetic. But he could see. They'd tape up the good one. All that's left is this hole. And he'd read things. Wow. And the one that impressed me so much was... He had people would hand him their their driver's license or some kind of license and and so forth, and he picked up this nurse's credentials card and read the name on it and and the woman just screamed. She said, "That's my maiden name. I never changed my name on my on my card when I got married. She's just going ballistic." So what's happening here? Greater works than these. See? And now we, hey, folks, we are in for a ride like you have never seen. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Kenneth Copeland. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.